0: Well, today we get to start a new series called An Earnest Request. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at what we can learn from some prayers of the Old Testament. As we look at how God's people in the Old Testament prayed, it's our hope that we can learn how to refocus or refine some of our prayers for today. We pray about a number of different things on a regular basis. We pray for provision safety, healing, forgiveness, and maybe even wisdom and discernment as we face tough decisions. These become a part of our prayer routine, our rhythm. But every so often we find ourselves in a situation or circumstance that requires for us to break out of the routine and to pray for something that is outside of what is normal. Sometimes, we find ourselves in a place of desperation and need to cry out for help. As a little boy, I had an adopted grandma that lived across the street. Her name was Frances. And on a regular basis, my siblings and I would run over to her house and we would play and we would chat with her. We had a great relationship. One day I wandered over there by myself and told her I was gonna go play in her backyard. When I was playing in her backyard, I ended up uh, seeing her plum tree. I was like, oh, I want to climb that. So I climb her plum tree, and I'm up about as high as I feel safe, which is about five or six feet, not very high, and I crouched down on the limbs. I think I was probably pretending to be Batman or something like that, and I'm like, I'm gonna jump off this tree, and I'm gonna land like Batman lands. But you see, the problem was I was not a very coordinated kid. And so what would happen is I would lunge from my crouch position, jump off the tree, but the bottom of my gym shorts would get caught on a limb. And so as I jumped, I found myself flipped upside down, hanging by my shorts and my whitey tighties, screaming, help, Francis, help, help, help. And I screamed for help for about a half hour or maybe 30 seconds, it was one of the two, but it felt like forever. And finally, she came out, but it took her a while. You see, because I had a bit of a propensity to prank people, and so she thought I was just messing with her. So she comes out with this warm smile and a chuckle, and she says, I'll get you down. In that moment, as I was hanging upside down, I was kind of scared and freaked out. I was stuck. So I yelled out in desperation for help. I yelled it out multiple times. Although it took her a little longer than I would have liked, she got me out of my unfortunate underwear debacle. When I was needed, when I was in need of help, she came to me And she answered my call. I cried out to her and she got me out and delivered me in my time of need. There are times in our lives where we're in situations that seem impossible to get out of. But we have a God who's capable of getting us out of anything. The question is, are we willing to cry out for help? Today we're going to be looking at a prayer of a man who felt trapped in a situation. A prayer where a man would be willing to ask God for help in his desperate time of need. Our scripture today comes from 2 Kings 19 verses 14 through 19 and our scripture reader for this week is Lisa Spooner. Lisa would you please make your way to the center of the room and would everyone who's able please stand and rise for the reading of God's word. We do this every single week to remind us of how central the word is to be in our lives and that it's to be the primary lens we use to determine how we live. So, Lisa, whenever you're ready, go ahead.
1: Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, You alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Listen to the words Sennacherib has sent to ridicule the living God. It is true, Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste these nations and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not gods but only wood and stone fashioned by human hands. Now, Lord our God, deliver us from his hand so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, Lord our God.
0: Thank you. You can all be seated. Today's prayer comes from the lips of Hezekiah. and Hezekiah was a king of the southern kingdom of Judah. His reign started around 715 BC and lasted until about 686 BC. He ruled for 29 years during the the lifetime of the prophet Isaiah and was the 13th successor of David. Scripture speaks highly of Hezekiah. It says that he trusted and followed God, he obeyed the law, and did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He was a one of a kind ruler. And a righteous man. Under his father Ahaz's rule, the kingdom had lost its way spiritually. The former king had allowed for the worship of other gods to creep into Judah. But Hezekiah would bring the kingdom back to worshiping God alone. He reopened and cleansed the temple and destroyed the idols, pagan temples, and altars devoted to other gods. Hezekiah would bring about religious reform to Judah that led to revival. He proved to be a political leader that chose being faithful to God over having a good relationship to the powerhouse Assyrian Empire. The king's religious reforms would cause rebellion and conflict with the Assyrians, leading the king to fortify Jerusalem, to prevent it from being sieged. Hezekiah would reinforce the city by strengthening its walls and expanding its military. But he would do something else. He would even build a 1,700-plus-foot-long secret water supply tunnel. They call it Hezekiah's Tunnel. In fact, I got to go to that when I was in Israel a year ago. And you can see it's a very flattering photo. But you can tell it wasn't made for a guy of my stature. Um, but and, Impressive stuff. Our passage today finds Hezekiah coming to God in desperation because of the continued and intensifying threats of the Assyrian king, Sennacherib, to invade Judah. The opposing king had sent a message to Judah trying to discredit uh, their God and trying to discredit Hezekiah. He even sent a message to the king saying, he would threaten to invade if he did not submit. And this is where we find Hezekiah in his moment of desperation. Verse 14 of our passage says, Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. After receiving the threatening letter from the Syrian king, Hezekiah's first response was to bring his concerns directly to God. In fact, it says that he went to the temple and literally spread the message out on the floor. In his desperation, he laid it all out to God because he knew that there was no way he could deal with this on his own. Laying our burdens out before the Lord requires an incredible amount of humility. It means accepting that what is happening is out of our control. In general, we tend to like control. We like to control what we can. We take pride in solving our own problems. We can be somewhat reluctant to bring our requests directly to God. But there are times where even we can't solve the problems that lie before us. There are times where we have to put our trust and our faith in something greater than ourselves. Hezekiah needed deliverance from an enemy and a situation he knew was too great for him to defeat alone, so he brought it to the Lord. In life, we sometimes face enemies and situations that seem overwhelming or impossible to get through. It's the alcohol or porn addiction that's been a struggle for years. It's the mentally and emotionally abusive relationship that we find ourselves in. It's the career you know is sucking the life out of you, but you can't afford to leave it. It's the sickness that seems impossible to get over. When we find ourselves needing deliverance from something in our lives, it's important that we go directly to God. Hezekiah was not only willing to lay out his burdens in front of the Lord, but he does something else in doing it. He lets go of his burdens. He places them on the floor, and he says, God, move. In verse 15 and 16, we find Hezekiah beginning his prayer. And it says, and Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Listen to the words of Sennacherib has sent to ridicule the living God. He starts his prayer out by doing something that can be easily overlooked. His prayer begins by putting his focus on God. And not himself when we start our prayers focused on God it puts the trajectory of the prayer on a path of humility this is an aspect of our prayer life that I think many of us struggle with I know that I do it's easy for us to become self-absorbed or engulfed in our own requests that we neglect to give God praise and credit For the ways that he is and his role that he plays in our life. In our prayers, it's important that we find space to express gratitude for the way that he directs us and has directed us in the past. Hezekiah would begin his prayer focused on God by affirming his trust and faith in God's sovereignty. He makes sure to let God know that although he's in this tough situation, He still remembers and believes that God is who is on the throne and is in control of what's happening. For Hezekiah, remembering God's sovereignty helped him remember God's ability to deliver him from his enemy. It does the same for us, but it also does so much more. It can give us confidence to persevere in faith when life is out of control, It can give us comfort and encouragement in times of trouble. Seeing the way that Hezekiah spoke with God shows the amount of trust that he had in him actively ruling his life. God does not rule from a distance. He's active in making sure his kingdom advances. And as we find ourselves in positions where we need deliverance, we have to remember that God is with us And he is actively playing a role in our life and our story. He's helping us. Hezekiah's trust and faith in God's active sovereignty would give him the courage to ask for deliverance. Deliverance from his enemy. And in verse 19, Hezekiah would make this request finally. He says, Now Lord our God, deliver us from his hand so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, Lord Our God. After expressing confidence in God's sovereignty, he would finally make his big request. He would ask for God's deliverance. Deliverance from his enemy, to be freed from his current situation, to be saved from his circumstances. Asking God to deliver us requires a high level of confidence a high level of courage, but not in ourselves, but in who God is and what he's capable of doing. We gain this confidence and courage through growing a greater understanding of him through his word. When we look back at the history and character of God in scripture, we see a God who delivers. He delivered the Israelites from Pharaoh in Egypt. Daniel in the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. And he sent his son Jesus to die for our sins so that we could be delivered from being a slave of sin and death. Hezekiah cried out to God to save him from his enemy because he knew that his God was capable of doing it. He knew our God is one who delivers. But for one reason or another, we seem to have a hard time actually asking God's help in our times of desperation. In fact, we seem to have a hard time asking for help in general, don't we? We've all had that trip to the grocery store where we comb through every aisle again and again and again for 30 minutes, only to find a small bottle of vanilla extract. And let me tell you, it's on the bottom shelf in the back of the of the of the aisle. We've all had those opportunities where we're going through a zoo or theme park, speed walking in circles of panic, looking at a map, trying to find the nearest restroom, but neglect to go ask a worker where it is. We might be hesitant in asking God to deliver us for a number of different reasons. It could be that our pride keeps us from thinking we have to go to Him. It could be our insecurities making us think we're not worthy of going to him. Or maybe we just have a fear that our prayer won't be answered. But there's power when we have the courage to go to God and request deliverance. An aspect of this prayer that makes it relatively unique is that the person praying is asking for help, but the intentions behind his requests are not for his benefit or his gain. Our passage ends with Hezekiah asking for deliverance. But instead of it being for him or his people, instead it's so that the earth may know that there is one true God. He had a desire for God's name to be glorified, glorified through their answered prayer and deliverance. Oftentimes, the desires behind our prayer requests are for our benefit, or maybe for the ones we care about. But for Hezekiah, he longed for God to be greater known and shown through his answered prayer. To authentically have this perspective requires a transformation of the heart that doesn't come overnight. Earlier we talked about how Hezekiah trusted and followed God faithfully. He obeyed the law. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Hezekiah had a lifetime of trying to live for God that informed his perspective. Yesterday, there was a memorial service celebrating the life of one of our longtime volunteer worship leaders, Jason Schlund. Schlund was a man who dedicated his life to following Jesus. He was passionate about worship and was a picture of someone's heart constantly being transformed because of his faith in Jesus. His last time leading worship was on Sunday, May 21st. On that day, he knew it might be his last time leading. So he gave it his all, like he always did. And he left us with this prayer, a prayer for us and a prayer with us. And it said this, Lord God, hallelujah, We fall on a bended knee before the almighty Savior. We lean into you praise you, worship you. Above all other things, we lift you up. Thank you for the power of the cross, the empty tomb, so we could be forgiven. We lift you up because only you deserve it. It's in your name we pray, amen. In a moment and season of life where Jason needed a miracle for deliverance, a miracle to heal his cancer. His last prayer for us as a congregation, his last prayer with us, was that we would fall on a bended knee. That we would lift up God. That he would receive the glory. And although his cancer wasn't healed on this earth, God did deliver him. Seven days after praying that prayer, he was delivered to an eternity where he got to do what he loved best worship his Savior. We find ourselves in need of deliverance so often and we don't address it. When we find ourselves in need of deliverance, where's our perspective? It's fine to want deliverance for our own situations and for others, but is there a desire for God's name to be known, for him to be glorified through his deliverance? as we reflect on Hezekiah's prayer, we see a willingness to directly go to God and a God that he trusted, a God that he knew was in control of everything happening around him. We see a willingness to be honest and direct in his request of deliverance. And we see a selfless desire for God to be glorified through his answered prayer. Whether great or small, We all need deliverance somewhere in our lives. It could be the crummy work situation, bad relationships, sickness, financial troubles, chronic pain, legal battles, or a continued battle with mental health. Where do you need God's deliverance? Today we wanna close our sermon and and our service with an opportunity for all of us to go directly to God with our requests. Let's have the courage to open up our hearts and to boldly lay down and let go of the burdens that we face at the feet of Jesus. God, today, this morning, we lift up the things we need deliverance from. God, save us from the troubles and circumstances we find ourselves in. God, we thank you. We thank you for your sovereignty, and we we praise you for your deliverance you give us through the blood and resurrection of your son, Jesus. We ask and we pray that those around us, those we love, be delivered from the things that they're struggling with, and that we can be bearers of your peace. In a world of chaos, we thank you, God. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Now, if, if you're able, if you would want to stand for our blessing, uh, we'll conclude our service. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And all God's people said, amen. Amen.
1: Have a great week.